Thank you for listening to the First Love Podcast from First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, with Reverend Jonathan Warren. Reverend Warren's sermon title today is, Can These Bones Live Again? Children's Time will be presented by Donna and Alan Stair as puppets Jay and Valerie. You'll be able to enjoy soloist Stephanie Solterman singing, Spirit, Spirit of Gentleness. For more information about First Presbyterian Church, please listen to the message after the service. God bless, be safe, be healthy. I'd like to especially welcome all those worshiping with us. If you haven't already, tell us that you're here. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and I want John to do something that I, I didn't prep him for, but I want him to pan out to the, to the rest of the sanctuary. Can you do that? Nope. The other one. We're working on this. Can you do that microphone, uh, number three? Number three, please. Okay, we've got new uh, cameras, and I really want to show that what we're doing here is so exciting. Am I in the shot? So it's Pentecost Sunday, and the Holy Spirit is alive and well in the church. It's exciting and wonderful, and we want to share how this is happening. You can see I'm wearing red. I hope some of you are wearing red, and the Holy Spirit is here alive and well. I also wanted uh, to tell folks we've just shared our uh, brief two-page June newsletter. I I hope you have a chance to see it. Uh, It should be in your mailbox right now. We will share together a virtual communion in our online worship service next Sunday, June 7th. Before the time of service, you should prepare bread or a substitute like crackers and a cup of, or small or juice or a substitute like wine or water. Before worship on Sunday morning, set these elements where you experience worship electronically with our faith community. Additionally, you may want to put them on a special cloth or fabric. Light a candle or uh, have a flower beside the bread and cup. I'm excited to announce an upcoming unique uh, remote do-it-yourself vacation Bible school honoring the pioneers of faith. This intergenerational blended half-on-site, half-virtual experience is sure to delight our congregation when it begins toward the end of June. And now, during our opening music, I want you to comment on where you've seen the church being the church outside of the building and in our community. Maybe you've connected differently with your neighbors. Maybe they've connected with you. Maybe someone surprised you. I saw our church family and so many help us celebrating our daughter Lydia's ninth birthday this week. And I've seen so many different celebrations in unique and exciting ways. So where have you seen the church being the church out in our community? Now let's worship God.
I invite you to join with me in the call to worship. Call upon God's holy name, for in calling we are saved. Listen for the wind of the Spirit, for in listening we find new life. Respond to the promises of Christ, for in responding we bring hope to our world. here to the font and are reminded of our brokenness, of the separation uh, that we have from God, that we fall short. And yet God reminds us to confess, to repent our sins, to share those things that separate us from God. Let's share in the unison prayer of confession today, saying together, Spirit of wind and flame, blow open the doors we erect to keep ourselves sealed off from your world. We long to be set free from the fears that jail us and to be released from the chains that bind us. We yearn to draw near to your source of living water and to drink deeply from its well. We want to be cleansed in your holy fire and to be driven into the streets by your winds of grace. Come to us and heal us once more, mighty spirit, that we may embrace your gifts in service to world in need. Amen. And now let us silently confess our sins to God. Amen. As the water is poured, we are reminded of Christ's love, of the Holy Spirit's coming into our lives, giving us fresh resources, proclaiming us new, and giving us hope in our world. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. 
Our first scripture reading comes to us from Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, and verse 12. Let us listen to the word of God this morning. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages, as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each other. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Speak. 
blow through the wilderness, calling and free. Spirit, spirit of restlessness, stir me from placidness, me. Our next scripture reading comes to us from the Old Testament, from Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. Let us listen to the word of God. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked and there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy mortal and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, a vast multitude. And he said to me, mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you and you shall live and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now we have a time for children. I invite the children to come uh, to the screens and to watch as Jay and Valerie, our puppets, uh, come to share a special message. Let us listen.
fire. Down, down, hey, down. Hey, Valerie, Valerie, hey, Valerie. Yeah, Jay, what? what? Hey, did you hear? Lockdown is over tomorrow. We can go out and do stuff. Yeah, I heard about that. So, are you going out? Mm, no, you? Nope. N not for a while, I guess. But it's okay. I like playing games after dinner instead of everybody running off someplace. Yeah, Dad said he wanted to go to a restaurant. Mom said, no way. So, we're not going. So, uh, did you read? Yeah, yeah, you want to know if Dad read me the Bible verses about Pentecost. Yeah, he did. And all I got to say is, what the heck? <laughs> tongues of fire? Tongues everywhere. People talking in tongues and tongues on fire. Only tongues they didn't talk about were the dog's tongues licking the dinner plates. Ooh, gross. Your dog licks your dinner plate. Yeah, when I'm done with it. Yours doesn't? No. Anyway, what tongues do you want to know about? Tongues of fire. I'm guessing they're not. Uh, no. Uh, nice try, but definitely not. And on their heads? Really? Really. You know, last summer I got my face too close to the campfire and it burned my hair. What were you doing? Oh, I dropped an army, man. Anyway, it stunk. If those guys had their hair on fire, it had to smell bad. It's not that kind of fire. It's called a non-consuming fire because it doesn't burn anything. It's God fire. Holy fire. God fire? Yeah. God would sometimes show himself to people as fire. Like... When Moses got the Ten Commandments? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that movie. That dude's hair got white. Yeah. Uh, but remember how God came to Moses as a fire in a bush? When the bush stopped burning, it wasn't hurt. God fire doesn't burn things. So even though it was fire tongues on their heads, no stinky hair. So what was it? Well... I think it was more like this cold fire. The Bible says it separated into different tongues and came down on the heads of the guys who were there. They knew it was the Holy Spirit as soon as it touched them. And the tongues talked. Huh? This is where I got confused. It talks about speaking in tongues. Okay, so what I want to know is this. Are the non-burning fire tongues talking? No. A whole different tongue this time. Okay. That's what I thought. This is the weird talk, right? Well, some of it might sound weird because it's a foreign language. But what they were saying meant something to somebody. The cool thing is they were talking in languages they never knew before. People said they were drunk. But it was 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I remember when we read it, Dad said, what's wrong with that? And Mom said, Darren, shh, my dad's name is Darren. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. So anyway, Peter is the guy who stood up for the 11. This crowd of people was gathering because they were hearing their language being spoken by these guys from Galilee. And, and 
Peter quoted the prophets. That's right. He pointed out all the things that happened in the last few weeks that had been predicted by these really old guys. Then he said one of those super important things that sometimes gets said in the Bible. The, the thing about being baptized? Yeah, yeah, about being baptized in the name of Jesus. He said it would give you the gift of eternal life and grant the forgiveness of your sins. That was huge. That was the start of Jesus's church. They baptized 3,000 people in the name of Jesus that day and started to spread the word everywhere. That is so cool. We know about Jesus because of these guys passing on his teachings. So, hey, Valerie. Yeah? If you guys do decide to go somewhere, you got to tell me before you leave, okay? Yeah, sure. Okay, Valerie. Hey, I got to go. Dad was cleaning out the top of the garage, and he found a thing called a slip and slide. He's going to show me how it works. Bye. Bye. Let's wiggle our little fingers together. Put them wiggle, 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 and put them together, and let's say an echo prayer together. Dear God. We thank you that you love us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who comes into our lives to share the love of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When I was 22, I lived in Kenya, Africa for a year, and I vividly remember a young college student standing up in church. Her name was Nell Shuku. There she was thanking God and everyone in the congregation for helping her through her mother's recent death. She thanked us for the prayers, the support, the love. She couldn't have made it without God or without the church. I remember it so well because I was only a few years older than her. I was imagining if I was in that situation at 20, if I would be thanking and smiling and offering encouragement in such a Difficult situation. During the entire church service, I imagined standing in her shoes. It, it caused me to pause. I imagined what it would be like if I were 20 without my mom. Nell had younger siblings. How would they handle it? I knew I'd be sad, but at that time in my life, I don't know if I could stand up like Nell and say that I was comforted by God. I was awestruck by her faith, by the hope she shared in that moment. And somehow, out of all of it, her sharing, her, her smile, her gratitude, she had something I wanted. A peace that I wish I had. I grew this desire to emulate a faith in God like Nell had, to face tragedy with gratitude and faith and hope, to give thanks to God and my church family during a difficult time. Speaking of difficult times, we find Ezekiel in the midst of this frightening vision. It's quite discomforting. It, 
In this vision, Ezekiel sat down in this valley of dry bones. A week after Memorial Day, the story of dry bones reminds me of hearing the tragedies of war. And here, Ezekiel stands in the horror of a battle fought and lost amongst a valley full of dead bodies. There's dry bones everywhere. It's like a scene from the Terminator movies. Must have been eerie and discomforting because uh, this place was full of death. It certainly reminded him of his people who had fought battle after battle against the stronger Babylonian army. Ezekiel's people had been defeated again and again, and after being conquered, they were sent into exile. Not only had the people been slain, those who did survive, their bodies became empty shells in a land that wasn't their own. They lost everything. Lost their families, their homes. I think most of all, what they lost most of all was hope. This valley of dry bones literally becomes a metaphor of Ezekiel's people. And then God asks a question of Ezekiel. Can these bones live? I would imagine this question strikes us differently these days than it ever has in the past. And yet it also reminds us that as God's people, we have been here before. As a people, we've experienced grief and loss. We've experienced isolation and little hope. We've experienced defeat and even death. God isn't just asking Ezekiel this question. God's asking each one of us, can these bones live? Ezekiel responds to this impossible question with, oh Lord God, you know. I wonder if he's so horrified he doesn't know how else to respond. I wonder if he's tired and exhausted and doesn't know what else to say, so he leaves it up to God. Oh, Lord God, you know. Or is he faithful, knowing that God can provide a way out of a valley filled with death? It's not an easy question to answer. But Ezekiel says, oh, Lord God, you know. He leaves an opening for God to work. And then it happens. The God who created man from the dust of the earth breathes new life into these dry bones. This breath of God comes from the four winds into them and out of death and destruction. These bones are alive. I wonder, given our circumstances, do we have faith to leave an opening for God to do the impossible? We believe God can take what is dead and lifeless and hopeless and breathe new life into it. Ezekiel's response to God, oh Lord God, you know whether he's exhausted or has faith, he leaves this opening for God to do whatever God can do best, taking what's broken and making it new. 
This morning, as we celebrate Pentecost, we're reminded of Christ's disciples who gathered in that upper room and the same breath that blew into these dry bones, making them alive, is now blowing around this room with Christ's disciples. Just like in this valley of dry bones, the Holy Spirit isn't calm and comforting. It seems like quite the opposite. It's wild and uncontained. Yet it also provides a peace. Like nothing the world can offer. Because these disciples are willing to risk their lives after this Holy Spirit blows into them to share the good news that Christ, who once was dead, is now alive. They've discovered that Ezekiel's words ring true. Dry bones can live. The Holy Spirit provides life and hope in a time and a place that seems so uncertain for these disciples gathered. Now, this same Spirit is still available for us today. And we, like the Israelites and the disciples, are in the midst of death and destruction, loneliness and fatigue. I would imagine that most of us are getting tired and irritable. We still don't see much of a way out. Can these bones live? It's hard to know, and that's all we see around us. But luckily, a small crack and a small opening is all the Holy Spirit needs to work. In the movie, The Theory of Everything, it's about a brilliant physicist, Stephen Hawking, who was diagnosed at a young age with a slow-developing form of ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. The movie shows the deterioration of Hawking's body over many years. Eventually, he can't move most of the muscles in his body. He can't even speak. When the disease was first diagnosed, Hawking asked the doctor if it would affect his mind. The doctor said it wouldn't. And many of you know that Hawking was a genius. Proved to be an outstanding mind and science through the 20th century. Now, when Siobhan was a little girl, she and her dad saw a Hawking, saw Hawking in a TV interview, and she asked why he was so different, why he couldn't talk. Siobhan's dad said that he was probably the smartest man alive. His brain worked, but his body didn't. Stephen Hawking is truly a reminder that our bodies and our minds do not have to work together. Sure, human beings function best when they go together, but the mind can work without much of the body to support it. And so it is with the church. Sometimes it seems like the church has been a valley full of dry bones. These days, the church is literally an empty shell. There are times when the body of Christ is relegated to a wheelchair, unable to move or to talk. But Pentecost reminds us that there's so much more to this story. Yes, we live in a fractured and wounded world, in a valley full of dry bones. This pandemic shown great disparity that we're not all in this together. Many find it easy to point blame to judge others, to push agendas. We see the problems of 
racism and classism unfold before our eyes. Wearing a mask is even becoming a political statement. And yet, as tough as this pandemic has been in our lives and in our world, it's also sparked in us something that we've been missing for a long time. I've witnessed in these last weeks and months our churches, the body of Christ, dispersed and loose out in the world. In fact, this is how the Holy Spirit works best, not contained in a building, but sent out into the world to be Christ's hands and feet. I've heard and seen people befriending neighbors, helping the most vulnerable. It's also shown us what's really important in our lives, community and care. Sometimes we've missed connection and the touch of another. Love. That's the most important thing. So the question God asked Ezekiel and to us Can these bones live? We've been here before. And we must respond like Ezekiel. Oh, Lord God, you know. So the Holy Spirit has that opening, that crack to break through. Breathing life into a valley full of dry bones, fanning the flames of the church, spreading like wildfire throughout the whole world even when it seems like the body isn't working the way it's supposed to, the spirit is alive and well breaking through our broken world. We discover we don't need a building because we all have the Holy Spirit and its power in the world, breaking through death and despair, bringing life and hope out of the brokenness. God will resurrect these dry bones in our lives and our world, for God makes the impossible possible. For hope is alive all around us. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this morning, we have a special Apostles' Creed that we will share with one another together. Let us affirm our faith by saying the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
And now we've come to the time to quiet our hearts and turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Passionate God, ignite within us a fiery passion for your mission in the world today. Warm us by the Spirit's dancing tongues of flame that we may feel your kindling blaze within us, urging us to do your greater good. Make us wholly present, experience a new birth, and awaken possibilities within us to share your love in the world. Cause these dry bones to live so that love and abundance will come and create and celebrate your harvest, a harvest bearing the first fruits of the Spirit within us. Show us how to use these gifts as we listen for your truth and the gentle breeze of your spirit. We especially ask you to heal those who are ill, O God. Comfort those who grieve. Befriend those who are lonely. Calm those who are troubled. Mend the hearts that are broken. Ignite a fire within us as we say the prayer of that Christ taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We give thanks that we can celebrate today the offerings that folks give and share so generously to our church, not just financial offerings, ones where we are the body of Christ dispersed out in the world, hands and feet of Christ doing Christ's ministry in the world. These are the gifts we share, our whole being, our whole selves. As the offering music is played, I encourage you to make a comment about how you will be the body of Christ out in our world, the hands and feet. How will you give to God this week? Let us give of our tithes and our offerings and our whole selves.
Let us join together in the prayer of dedication, saying together, for opening your hand and blessing us with your manifold blessings, we give you thanks, O God. On this day of Pentecost, may our gifts bring dreams and visions to a world in need of hope and direction. And may our hearts overflow with rivers of living water. Amen. Thanks for the Holy Spirit's love and guidance, especially here on this Pentecost Sunday. As we see uh, red and flame colors all around us, we're emboldened to live as the hands and feet of Christ. But there is hope that these bones can live. The Holy Spirit can go through cracks and make them into us sharing hope every hour and every day. And now let us receive the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the bond of the Holy Spirit be with you forevermore. Amen.
for more information about the First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, you can write us a note at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. Or call us at 217-245-4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at F-I-R-S-T-P-R-E-S-J-A-X dot O-R-G. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. for our live service and our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash firstpresjacks. Look for the live link. Our website is www firstpresjacks.org God bless and have a healthy safe week